Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. Good afternoon, everyone. Um, my name is David Oluwadara Patusan. I'm one of the leaders here at the Gap Church, and I have the special privilege of bringing a word this afternoon. And um, if this is your first time, thank you for joining us. Welcome to the Gap Church, uh, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Uh, the truth is the word of God, and that's what it is. I want to say thank you for every single person that is here, whether online or in person. Um, it is 11.30 or 12.13 right now. Sorry, 12.13, so you could be at brunch right now, but thank you for being here. You could be on your bed right now because we do stream online, but thank you for being here. We appreciate you. There's many places that you could have gone to, but you're here, and so we know there's a reason why you're here, right? We don't, you don't even know what seat you're sitting on. You can be sitting on the seat of breakthrough, amen? amen. Come on. And so... Um, I'm excited uh, to uh, share a word. I'm not going to say, hey, we're starting a new series, guys. We are writing it because we are in conference month. Come on. Can we make some noise? We are in conference month, and um, the theme of our conference is what? Crazy. So we'll share some more details uh, during announcements about that. Um, But uh, we're basically believing by not having a series that God is going to give us specifically what you need every single week. And I believe he's been doing that because nothing has been planned the past few weeks. So <laughs> be praying for us. <laughs> I'm totally kidding, guys. Um, but either way, um, Lelia did an amazing job last week. Can we just give her a hand? Um, many times, uh, many times, especially, um, let's be real, guys, we're the Gap Church. And so many times, you know, with all the intensity that we sometimes do, you know, it's very easy to think that everyone knows the basics. We do not. Even me, sometimes, many times I have to revisit the basics. That's why I love studying the Word of God and because we get to go back to the basics. And I think that last week was definitely a time that we went back to the basics. How do we pray? What do we do when we go to the secret place? What do we do? We close the door. Close the door. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go to Spotify, podcasts, YouTube, um, and catch up. Say catch up. Cool. So we're going to go right into this. I don't want to waste any time. Um, I want us to open our Bibles to 2 Corinthians 3. 8 to 12, 2 Corinthians 3, 8 to 12. We're going to read from uh, 8 to 12 and 15 to 18. And while we're turning our Bibles, I want us to say this together. God, help me to understand this message. God, help me to understand this message. Cool. All right. So we're going to get right into it. Now, verse 8, 2 Corinthians 3, 8 says, How much greater is the glory that belongs to the activity of the Spirit? Verses 9. The system which brings condemnation was glorious. How much more glorious is the activity which brings salvation? Verse 10. We may say that because of the far brighter glory, now the glory that was so bright in the past is gone. Verse 11. For if there was a glory in that which lasted for a while, how much more is the glory in which lasts forever? Verse 12. Because we have this hope, we are very bold. Let's go ahead to uh, verse 15. Now it says, even today, whenever they read the law of Moses, the veil still covers their minds, verse 16. But it can be removed. As the scripture says about Moses, his veil was removed when he turned to the Lord, verse 17. Now the Lord in this passage is a spirit, and when the spirit of the Lord is present, y'all know this, there is? uh, Different translations. Liberty, freedom. 18. All of us then reflect the glory of the Lord, which with uncovered faces, and the same glory coming from the Lord who is the Spirit, transforms us into his likeness in an ever greater degree of glory. Bless the reading of God's word. Some of y'all are very confused right now. That's a lot of scripture reading, Dara. Um, A lot of words. But I want to give you some context and let you understand this. What the scripture is saying, as we just read, is saying that how much 
greater is the glory that belongs to the activity of the Spirit. In verse 9, it says, the system which brought condemnation had a glory, but how much more glorious is the activity which brings salvation? I'll give you some backtracking. You see, in Exodus 34, many of us know the scripture of the Ten Commandments, right? And we know that once Moses was coming down from the mountain from meeting with God, he sees that there's a golden calf and he gets angry. And what does he do? He breaks, breaks the, the, the Ten Commandments. So he goes back up. And this second time he comes back down, there is now a glow upon his face. There's a glory upon his face because he has spent time with God. God has shown himself to him. And so the thing is that Moses does not even know it. And this glow is so much that they have to say, Moses, cover up your face. Because we don't know if we're going to die if we're exposed to this light. So the scripture is saying this. Imagine in a time when the sin of Adam reigned and Jesus Christ was not there yet, there was glory. When every reason possible for there not to be a manifestation of God was present, there was still glory. And so the scripture says, if there was glory then, how much is the glory that is now that there's salvation? How much more glory is there now that there is salvation? If you're taking notes, the title of this message is From Glory to Glory. From Glory to Glory. And so as Moses would spend time with God, the evidence of him spending time with God would be this glow upon his face. And, of course, God revealing some things to him. And what would happen is that once God would reveal these things, he would come back out and he would now speak to the children of Israel what God said. That's what would happen, right? And so this is what the old glory, the glory that was in condemnation was, the glory that could only go from one person to another person to, to, to reconcile mankind. And so now what happens is that the scripture says, now that that system is gone, we are now in a system that's covered by the blood. We are in a system that the price has already been paid. And so this glory will not fade. This glory lasts forever. And so I want you to take some notes because we're going to kind of go through this, through this together. What are the characteristics of old glory? Just, type, just, just put old glory or type old glory. Old glory. What was in the old glory? What is the scripture talking about when it says the old glory? Number one, back then in the old glory, you see God's spirit was being poured upon specific people. We've talked about this before. Specific people, Elijah, Ezekiel, Noah, Abraham. Sorry, not Noah. Uh, but there's people back then that God was pouring his spirit upon. Samson, Solomon, David, right? Saul. What else happened? In the old glory, they had to have burned sacrifices. So every single time something happened, there had to be a burned sacrifice. The moment you did a sin, you had to burn it. And the incense would go up, and that is how mercy was established. That is how God forgave their sins. And number three, of course, the commandments were written on what? Tablets. And so how, did they, how were they able to see the word of God or see the laws of God? It was on written stone, written stone. And then number four, the presence of God was carried in the ark. We see that in the scripture of Solomon that the biggest thing he was trying to do was what? Build the temple because they wanted to place God's presence in a place. And so from time to time before that, they would carry the ark of the covenant with them from place to place. But this is the old glory. And, but now we're in the new glory. And see, what the new glory has is number one. It says that in Acts 2 or 3, it says God's spirit will be poured out upon what? All flesh. That's a characteristic of the new glory. 
Number two, instead of us having to raise up a, a fragrance of sacrifice, what we now have is a situation where Jesus paid the price. Amen? Can we make some noise for that? Can we make some noise for that? <laughs> if y'all knew. <laughs> He's a sacrifice for humanity. And so every single time something happens or you do something wild or you do something foolish or you sin against God, he looks at the price that's already been paid. Whenever you say, God, I'm sorry, forgive me. I'm so sorry for that, God. Forgiveness. Not strike by lightning. <laughs> the new glory. You see, the tablets and the commandments and the law of God is written upon our hearts. No longer is it in, written in a stone, but it's upon our hearts now, or should be. <laughs> and then, of course, the next thing, of course, is that number four in the new glory, we are now the temple. We host the presence of God. We don't have to carry it anymore. We host the presence of God. And so now that we've established that, we now know that there's a new glory. But there's a, there's a prerequisite that the scripture says if we look at verse 17 uh, or, or, or verse 18, actually. The scripture says that we must turn to the Lord. And the Lord, of course, means the spirit of God. You see, once we give our lives to Christ, once we come back to God, once we're in relationship, we are now given his spirit. And so when we turn to the Lord, we are now given the opportunity to become his glory. And so many of us know the scripture. And so it puts us at a place now where we are now at 2 Corinthians 3.18. 2 Corinthians 3.18. Put that on the screen. Now it says, and all of us with unveiled face, because we continued to behold in the word of God, as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are constantly being transfigured into his very own image in ever-increasing splendor, and from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Can we get that in uh, uh, God's word, or I think it was good news translation, because this one, I'll break it down some, some further. There we go. It says, all of us then reflect the glory of the Lord with uncovered faces, and that same glory coming from the Lord, who is the Spirit, transforms us into his likeness in an ever degree, greater degree of glory. And so this may sound like Chinese to some people, but I need three people. You're looking at me nice. Come, bro. Yeah, go ahead. You too. You're looking at me nice. You too. <laughs> And so I did this in the, in the first service. I'm going to use three of y'all just so that uh, I don't have to do anything. Let me come down to you guys. And I want you guys to understand what is the evidence of this new glory, right? And so I was saying in this in the first service that um, I want you, I mean, you're pretty, yeah, you're pretty big. Okay. God, you're God, you're God. So I want everybody to come this way. Come this way. I want you to come this way. So you are God, right? So I want you to turn towards right here. And then um, what should say you are one of us? So, um, oh, actually, my bad. You come up, come over here. You come over here. You're in the middle. Middle. There we go. Guys, you know, I'm trying to work with me here. There we go. All right, you're right here, and then you're facing them. So I want you to understand this. This is what the scripture is saying. When we are in the new glory, <laughs> they're like, this is awkward. We did not sign up for this. See, so when we're in the new glory, what happens is that when we turn to the Lord, we now have a belief, and we're in the, the spirit of God is within us. It says that we begin to reflect his glory, correct? So what happens is this. He's God, right? This is one of us, and this is his friend. Don't do anything yet. Now, what I want you guys to do is this. I want you to just do anything. Don't make it too complicated. Just anything. And anything he does, 
follow. Go ahead. Okay, keep on going. So you see what happens is that when we reflect the glory of God, the scripture, <laughs> just keep on going. Do you see the scripture says this very simply. It says that we begin to reflect. The more, when we turn to the Lord, when our eyes are on God, when we're seeking him, keep on going, guys. What happens is that, <laughs> what happens is that everything that God does, we mirror. So keep on going, keep on going. Don't stop, don't stop. Anything, yeah. So, so you see, he's looking at God. And everything God is doing, he's mirroring. Now, so when person A comes to talk to my guy, so just say, what's up? Just talk, talk to him. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Just stay here. Stay here. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Keep on mirroring. Keep on mirroring while talking to him. You see, so what they now see when everyone talks to us, if we are the glory, if we are the mirror, they see the glory of God. Do you get what I'm saying? So keep on going. Don't stop. And if they're having a conversation, what he's seeing is the reflection of God. So that is why it's important for us to continue to be looking at God, to be set on God. And so that is how we become the mirrors and the manifestation of God's glory. All right, sit down, guys. It's okay. I know it's hard. Can we just make some noise for them? And so... Many of us get this, and I was saying this in the first service, we know this part. We are, we are the reflection of God's glory. But that is the part that most of us stop at. We sing this song at Deeper Night. Your goodness looks good on me, and I wear your glory, and I am your glory. I'm God's glory. I'm a shining star. <laughs> Arise and shine. You see, we get stuck there because the reality is this. We are comfortable with that aspect. Here's something, and even over the service, I was thinking to myself that it's very easy, easy for us to, to, to be like this because here's the thing. We look like God. You're not God. Get that right. You're not God. You look like him. The moment you keep on thinking that you're God, you're going to turn away from him, and people are going to really see what you are. They're going to see what you are. You're not God. You're just his reflection. But that's as long as you are turned towards him. Y'all know I like to use the word counterfeit. There's some people, you were once turned to him. People were seeing the manifestation of his glory, but you've turned away now. But they still think that you're the former. And so we get stuck at this point. We understand that we are the, the, the mirror of his glory. But... It's important to understand the scripture because I will not let us go through this whole understanding, this context, without giving us the true final picture of where this goes. And I want us to bring up that Amplified Classic version because this will give us a good understanding of where we're going today. It says in verse 18, it says, and all of us with unveiled face because we continue to behold, right, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, what we're just doing right here. Here's the part. We stop there. Where we need to continue is that are constantly being transfigured into what? Not my very own image, his very own image. You don't know what you're supposed to look like. He knows what you're supposed to look like. His very own image. In what? Not constant splendor, in increasing splendor. And what? From one degree to, of glory to another. 
You should always be progressing if you're looking at him. You should always be changing if you're looking at him. If you are truly being transformed and transfigured, you should not be in the same place. Your love may be at level one, but if you're looking at him by next year, it should be at level five. Your tolerance and your patience may be at level three, but if you're looking at him, it should be at level seven. But we only try and get glimpses of him just to look like him. And so we forget the part that in general, we are supposed to be transformed. And so many of you are like, okay, cool. I know I'm supposed to be transfigured and transformed. But it says something specific. Into his very own image. His very own image. What is this image? Say, what is this image? Because you must know what you're getting transformed into. I would like to know that, you know, if I'm paying for something, I want to know what I'm getting. And so what is his image? What are we supposed to be look like? What are we supposed to be transformed into? And so the greatest representation of God and his image, of course, is Jesus Christ, the human form of God. And so it's important to acknowledge two imageries of Jesus Christ, the earthly image and the heavenly image. Now, the earthly image, many of us have to recognize, but many of us don't want to recognize. What is the greatest imagery of Jesus Christ? Okay, the cross. Thank you, the cross. We wear it all the time. It's in our grandma's house, in our family's house in Nigeria, somewhere. <laughs> it's the cross. And so we must first acknowledge that when we are being transfigured, we have to be transfigured into this earthly image too. This is why scripture says that you must, if you love your life, you cannot follow me. To be my disciple, you must carry your cross. Where am I carrying my cross to? We said this in Discipled. We're carrying our cross to our crucifixion. Are we carrying it for vibes? That's heavy. That's a heavy, that's a heavy vibe. We're carrying our cross to the place that will make us look like Jesus. So we must understand with this transfiguration, we are looking more and more and more like God. More and more and more like Jesus. Being able to turn the other cheek. Y'all don't like that one. Galatians 5.24, Galatians 5.24, Galatians 5.24 says, Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified their corrupt nature along with its passions and desires. You see, the transfiguration is a constant crucifixion. We are crucifying the corrupt nature, our passions, our desires. The person that came into the faith should not be the person 10 years down the line. It should not be the same person. That person that came in is dead. Long gone. You are not looking at me. I'm a different person. So if you look the same, what are you beholding? Because you're not just supposed to reflect the glory. You're supposed to ooh, become the glory. Become like him. And then many of us know his heavenly image. We know the heavenly image. Philippians 3.20 to 21. Philippians 3.20 to 21. We know, of course... That once Jesus went to the cross, was crucified, it is finished, 
and we know he sits at the right hand of the Father. Of course, that is not what we're supposed to. We're not going to sit at the right hand of the Father. But, of course, we are trying to get to heaven. It says in verse 20, we, however, are citizens of heaven, right? And what does it say? We look forward to the Lord Jesus Christ coming from heaven as our Savior. Verse 21. What does it say here? Through his power to bring everything under his authority. What does it say here? He will make our humble bodies and make them like his glorified body. Of course, the ultimate goal of being transfigured is glorification. What does glorification mean? It's the point that we are now a heavenly being. We are now in heaven. But while we are on earth, it's about sanctification. It's about sanctification, becoming holy, becoming set apart. And so... Yes, accept to reflect the glory, but understand that you have to be transfigured. If you cannot accept to be transfigured, you won't last. You will not last if you cannot be transfigured. You must be transformed. You must be transformed. Over the past few weeks, we've been talking about this. Every week, we've been giving tools. We've been giving simple sermons on how of the basics, not mismanaging, mismanaging God's presence, understanding the word of God and, and being able to not mismanage it. Prayer, how to come into prayer. Why? It's because we want you to understand you must be transformed. You have no excuse. You don't have to be on this platform to be transformed. You don't have to be up here. You have your own platform. You have your own platform at the accounting firm, at the engineering place, wherever it is. You have your own platform at the hospital. God is transforming you day by day. But the prerequisite, what? To look to him. This is why we had the Code Blue series, because we have to always look at what are our eyes on. And so the truth is this, and I said this in the first service. We have to understand that we're not going to really know how we look like. The scripture says that Moses came down from the mountain and did not even realize that the glory was on his face. That they had to let him know, your face is glowing, my guy. So here's the thing. You may not even know because you're just so focused on him, so in the place with him, so in the secret place, seeking him, that you are changing until you come down, until you come out of the secret place, until you come down from the place, wherever it is, until you realize that somebody's like, there's something about you that's different. That is why many times our lifestyle, our character, who we are is the greatest evangelism. We're the greatest evangelism. We keep on saying the evidence, the evidence. The evidence is not for clout. The evidence is because of evangelism. We are to become witnesses. And so to become witnesses, you must be transformed. We must be transformed. We must go from glory to glory. And the reality is that you may not know what the final imagery of you looks like. And that is why we keep on seeking. We don't get content. We don't get content because it doesn't, we, don't, we don't look the way we thought we were going to look. Did you make you? You didn't make you. God made you. So what do you know about what you're supposed to look like? 
you have to commit to be transformed. See, as I was preparing this message, because um, honestly, I didn't even know what I was going to preach, honestly. I'm going to ask my wife. I was like, bro, I got to go read the Bible because <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to preach about. And so as I was preparing this message and I got to this point, I was about to keep on going on and God told me to stop. And so next week I get to preach. We thank God. Um, but next week, we know that we're supposed to reflect the glory and be transformed into the glory. But are you ready to pay the price for the glory? Are you ready to pay the price to be transformed? That's what we'll talk about next week. Because there's a price. There's a price for paying attention. Pastor Victor said this at our conference. You are paying attention. You're paying a price for your attention. So to look at Jesus, to look at God, to seek him, to have your eyes on him, you are paying a price. Is it friendships? Whatever it may be. Is it the job? We'll find out next week. That was a nice one. <laughs> right now, can we just bow our heads right now? And, and I just want us to pray a quick prayer. And it's very simple. God, help me to understand the process of transformation. Help me to understand Help me, oh God. I don't know what my final form is, oh God. I don't know what the process is, oh God. I don't know what I may lose upon the way, God. But all I just want to know is, God, help me just understand a bit what it looks like to go from glory to glory. We got to pray, God, realign my expectations. I keep on wanting you to do something big from week to week, month to month, year to year. But God, it's not about what you can do for me. It's just about me looking at you and me being transformed. And even now, whether you're here in person or online, this opportunity has to happen. There's two groups of people in this room. The scripture says that Moses turned to the Lord. And once he turned to the Lord, that's where the freedom came. And so the first step for many of us, or for some people in here, is that you have to turn to the Lord. Two groups in here. There's some people who have never turned to the Lord before. And today is the day that you want to mark it and say, I want to turn to the Lord, experience that freedom, and begin to reflect his glory and be transformed. And then there's another group that says, I turned to the Lord at one point, but I turned away because of life's issues, because of life's anxieties, because of my goals, because I was chasing other things, because of a relationship, but I'm ready to turn back. And so we're going to say a prayer here today. And for those people, whoever find themselves in those groups, I want you to say this prayer with conviction. Pray it and speak it to your father. It's not about me and you. It's between you and him. And say this as a commitment to him at this moment. And so we'll say this together. But for those that know themselves, for those that are being unched and, and, and pushed right now, you know. And so let's say this together. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Help me to know you better. As I accept you today, take over my heart and dwell in me. Forgive me of my old ways 
and help me to change into the person that you want me to be. I love you, Lord, and I proclaim that you are my God. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's keep our heads bowed real quick. If that is you and you're in this room or whether you're online and you said that prayer and you meant it and you're in one of those groups, you can text SAVE to the number that pops on the screen. But if you're here in person, I want to be able to pray for you and also those online. And so if you said that prayer, I want you to boldly, everyone has their heads down, but I want you to boldly raise up your hand so I, I can pray for you. If that is you and you said that prayer, that God, I want to turn to you. I want to turn to you, Heavenly Father. I want to turn back to you. I want to give my heart back to you. Yeah. Heavenly, so Heavenly Father, we say thank you, Almighty Father God, for the souls. We say thank you for the gift of salvation, God. Even for those, Heavenly Father God, that may have given their life to Christ online or here in person, Heavenly Father, we just pray, Heavenly Father, for them, God. Help them upon this journey, God. We pray, Heavenly Father, help them to walk with you, God. We pray, Lord, even as the voice of shame, the voice of guilt, the voice of the old God tries to come back, we silence that voice, Heavenly Father. We pray, Almighty Father God, continue to show yourself to them, God. Help them, God, to be transformed and to reflect your glory, God. Cover them through the process, God. And we pray, Heavenly Father, manifest yourself to them, God, even in the secret place, Lord. God, we say thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, God, to be transformed, God, and following you, Lord. Help us, Lord, to be transformed, God. Prepare our hearts, prepare our minds, prepare our souls and our spirits, God, for this process, Lord. We say thank you once again, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Can we give glory to God right now? Can we give glory because he transforms us? Can we just thank God because he doesn't leave us where he, he met us? He takes us to another level. Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations. We celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVE to 817-381-5353. Again, text SAVE to 817-381-5353. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.